I worked out today for the first time in several months. Several months. Um, to be fair, I had a back injury, everybody. Yes. So I hadn't been working out too much, but I did. I got back into Ring Fit uh, on the Switch. I love Ring, Ring Fit, Fit Adventure. Adventure. Really fun. Really a good time. So the yoga cool mats that you're have getting up. into. Uh, so cool. I love, the yoga mats suck because they heal people. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're getting into JRPGs finally. Okay. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, Ring Fit Adventure, all JRPGs. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was a really good time. It was a quick like 20 minutes, but that thing can be pretty hard if you. Yeah, they can sneak up on you. Yeah, it was tough. I I, might be I literally started working out today as well. It's because it's a Monday, and we were like, Mon- new Monday, new me. Yeah. Um, actually, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> if you're listening, it's Wednesday. We we record live. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh uh. Um, I've been joking that I was in the best shape I've been in a while around November 2020. Mm-hmm. And then it was like election, Christmas, New Year's. And I was like, I think I'm just going to start drinking beer again. And then all of a sudden it was <laughs> January. And I was like, have we had a beer every night for two months? We should work. So i um, back working out again and haven't had a beer in like a month. So that's great because um, I yeah. love it, but it doesn't love me. Beer doesn't love me. No, it it's really cool doesn't. Mistress. It knocks you out. You it doesn't knock me out. It gives me horrific twenty-four hour hangovers. <laughs> good this morning, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to the Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I'm Billy. I'm one of your hosts, and sitting over there, that's my sister. Hey, who's that? It's Dagny. Oh, hey, Dagny. Welcome to Poptimist. I'm so glad to have Hello. you here. Um, I'm here. I hope you're doing every well. Time. Every time, <laughs> it's you. just always you. Um, <laughs> uh, you want to just hop into the pop culture thing because I know I exactly what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm very, very excited. I was very much enjoyed. Well, actually, there's maybe two things you might be thinking of me speaking about. First, I'm assuming you're talking about Cruella, right? I'm assuming you are assuming correct. I am talking about Cruella. Okay. We'll talk about Bo, uh, about Bo Burnham another day because his special oh, came out yesterday. Watch um, that speaking, as well. Speaking um, of younger of stand-up comedians who are younger than me and more successful, <laughs> if you're listening to this on Wednesday, June 9th, tomorrow is June 10th, and that's Billy's Big Night Out. My stand-up mm-hmm. comedy show comes back tomorrow. No matter what you're doing right now, driving on the highway listening to this show pull over pull out your phone get on our instagram <laughs> links <laughs> tickets are in my bio buy tickets to billy's big night out it's going to be an amazing stand-up comedy show yeah. i just hijacked your whole segment to promote myself That's how does that make fine. you feel you've created this <laughs> podcast to promote yourself we all know this we figured it out by now it's just for you to talk about yourself um bo burnham stand-up it was great also he is I have hair on my face. Um, he was born in 1990. It's in the special, so he's older than you by very little, but he is older than you. I can still do it, <laughs> Mama. Mama, there's still time. Um, yes. So I do recommend the special. We can talk about it another day because I do want to talk about Cruella because I loved every second of it. Saw it with my boyfriend. He was like indifferent toward it. Basically, like he he was like, yeah, it was fun. Um, I thought. I don't want to reveal too much because I know it just came out. The looks incredible. Every every costume in that movie perfection. They nailed it. Both Emmas top notch <laughs> performance of a lifetime. Especially Emma Thompson really killing it as uh, the the dame. No, what is her name? Baroness. The Baroness. Yes. I read um, a review. 
man she she knocks it out of the park there's a point where she's just in the car talking with emma stone and she finishes up her uh like to-go food that she had packaged up and she just closes it and throws it out the window and doesn't (laughs) blink an eye it's iconic everything she does really 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 good um ah man I don't. I can't spoil too much because I know. Well, that at this it point, is... at this point, it's been out for about two weeks, so you've got a little more leeway. True, got but a also our leeway. guest, our guest, can you give me a thumbs up if you've seen the movie? Okay, then Has I'm not going to get too far into it. Um, I mean, we know, we kind of know <laughs> generally what she becomes, but it's it is handled really well, I think, and. I felt sympathy when I wanted when I needed to feel sympathy and there was still the very a lot some pretty dark stuff especially um okay great great in our chat she knows a big spoiler I'm not gonna spoil it for Billy yet either the whole internet the whole internet knows the whole spoiler I sent you the spoiler like three days ago yeah but I didn't I oh I have a bone to pick with you because I was very excited about this movie and I saw you sent that and I was like I'm choosing not to read this (laughs) because I don't want to know before I see the movie because I'm very excited for this film and rightfully so because it was iconic um yeah, I I, I, have, I, just, I have read reviews ugh. that are like, act one of this movie is a little rough, but everything else is top notch. So yes. just like go for the ride. Yes, I will say this movie is quite long. <laughs> for I will. So what it is, it I is will get quite, into that. Quite long, but uh, like I thought it was over and then we still had like 30 more minutes, but I loved the 30 more minutes. So I wasn't upset that it, that I was misled to believe that the movie was about to end. Um because yeah, the last the the whole ending of was just really summed up well. Uh, yeah, what were what was I gonna say? You were saying something about it. Well, oh, the so- runtime. So essentially, from the moment the the window display happens, Emma Thompson shows up. From there, I feel like the movie just goes. But the beginning with the her as a kid, and it just it takes a little while to get into it. Um, and the so and I the murder by Dalmatian. I'm sorry, I just yes. have to. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is the the very beginning is the that's Dalmatian absolute, murder. That's hilarious. And then it murder just makes of, it murder by Dalmatians, not yes, murder of Dalmatians. Yes, the Dalmatians are the murderers. Therefore, yes. maybe Wait. they should be coats. Is that the message of the story? <laughs> I'm so yeah, confused. Yeah. And not them, and not the actual Dalmatians who did the murder, but puppies. Unrelated puppies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was my one uh, upset was there were, we, we didn't get puppies. The mm. We just had we just had large, full-size grown Dalmatians. Because um, the, uh, um, the, the, uh, if they had gotten, I will the, also, there was, I do have a critique oh wait i want to say i saw a tweet that said the ursula movie is going to be about her mom getting murdered <laughs> by a pair of legs, legs. <laughs> our guest is uh participating in this through chat which i love uh yeah i'm i'm on board for more like origin stories for disney villains uh, <laughs> uh because they're <laughs> sorry this chat no one at home knows what's going on um uh kate will not be silenced you'll meet her soon um <laughs> anyway we are gonna uh, yeah billy you have to see it it's iconic you have so to see this is what i wanted to tell you is i fully planned to surprise you and my thing today was going to also be cruella because one of the boyfriend's sisters Did you see it purchased it and we were going to watch it last night and then so many things happened, including the thing I'm actually going to talk about, that okay. finally at like 11.20, I was like, no, I, I told myself I was going to watch it. I worry if I don't watch it tonight, we're never going to watch it. Let's just start it. So we pull up Disney Plus. 
we click on Cruella and it po- and this is like almost 11:30 p.m. and then it says runtime 2 hours 17 minutes and i went oh no 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 cruella <laughs> we will do this some other time i'm so i had a plan and it's gone it's long so, it's quite long the uh, reason i i ran out of time to watch it is because yeah. as you may know me and the boyfriend are owners of a google stadia that's right we are so cool we have the lowest we have the lowest selling video game console on the market so the google stadia is google's video game console but it's streaming so basically Mm -hmm. when you buy it they send you a controller and then like a 4k chromecast and you plug Mm -hmm. the chromecast into your tv and then you can play these games and you can also what's cool about it is because it's streaming you can pull up your stadia account on the stadia app on your phone or on a laptop or a tablet so there's times where like i'll play dead by daylight on the playstation and the boyfriend plays it on the stadia on the laptop in the same room so we can play together using crossplay. but because the stadia streams a lot of hardcore gamers were like it's gonna lag the quality's not gonna be there and that's true every once in a while like the noticeable problem will be like there's a delay between your controller and the screen it's very minimal Uh, and then sometimes the game will glitch like when netflix glitches and that's annoying when it's a video game because you're like i want 60 frames per second at 8k you know whatever real good quality okay yeah so but but um uh uh that's honestly very minor. That doesn't happen very often. Um, and, but be, in order to like sell the Stadia, Google gives you two free games a month. And we like pre-ordered it. It was like on sale when they announced it at E3. And my boyfriend's a weird tech guy. And he was like, hey, I um, I pre-ordered the Stadia. And I was like, why not? Sure. If you think we can do it, let's do it. <laughs> and so one of the free games we have is Resident Evil 7. Um, oh, yeah. And I had been talking to him about playing it a lot. And just last night, I uh, he was like, hey, come here. And I went into the bedroom and he had turned it on. And I was like, oh, and he was like, yeah. And we were just going to start it. And we played it for like four hours of it. Um, so Resident My Evil... My boyfriend's s- been playing it as well. Is he playing eight? Because the newest one is eight. With, just um, kidding. That's with what va- well, Yeah, with um, nine foot tall vampire mommy. Um, sure. That's Resident <laughs> Evil 8. So I want to play eight, but it is a direct sequel to seven. And then we had seven for free. So I was like, let's just do that. So then we can jump into eight. Um, So uh, long story short, I played the first Resident Evil I played was four on the GameCube with Leon in Spain and the president's daughter. And that was kind of in, in hindsight, that was a shift for Resident Evil. They were mostly puzzle games and that is an action game and it's great. And the Resident Evil 5 was pretty good, unrelated. I didn't close my windows all the way because it's such a nice day. Can you hear the ice cream truck? Yeah, I could hear it. (laughs) Get it. Get it. Everyone get some. It's going to, I mean, I could get up and close the window, but I'm just going to leave it in the background. That's charming. That's Los Angeles, baby. (laughs) This also, this ice cream truck drives by mid-December. I love them. Um, They never stop. Um, I actually used to be neighbors with the owner and I have to watch them park it every night and you can't drive the truck without the music playing. So if they got home at like 11 p.m., they were like backing into their spot. Like they used to be my neighbors. Now we're just further away. I love them. But yeah, literally. Oh yeah, literally at 11 p.m. You hear either. The car is running. You'd hear. The jingle goes. Well, if it's backing up, it's the safety noises. So beep, beep. And then, you know, moving forward, but this. Yes. Whatever it is. Iconic. Um, okay. okay, so so long story Resident short. Evil. And then I played Resident <laughs> Evil 5, which was good, but yeah. not nearly as good as 4. And then 6 came out, and a lot of people told me it was a train wreck, and I just avoided it. Um, 
so when they announced seven, it was just called Resident Evil, kind of like a throwback to the original. But they yeah. hid the Roman numeral set numeral for seven in evil. So V I L, they did V I I to make it a seven. And it, it was like Got a it. soft reboot, and it really truly is more of a horror game than it's been in a while. Cause like Resident Evil 4, Fun. you like start out with a pistol and you're like immediately shooting zombies. And this okay. one is the main character's wife has been missing for three years. And he gets a videotape of her and she's like, this is where I am. Please come save me. So you drive to this house or come find me. You drive to this house in the bayous in Louisiana and you just kind of, it's abandoned from the outside for all intents and purposes. No one lives there. And you slowly make your way into the house. You get locked inside. People do live there. And it's a family of of murderers who are just trying to kill you but also there's something supernatural going on but like literally the first hour of the game you have a flashlight and the first time like something tries to kill you you just have to like not be found you're like okay Hmm. i expected a pistol because it's a resident evil game and they're like no 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 just run and hide and like the villains are called like daddy mother son and they're it's very there's like a grandma in a wheelchair um, and they've done a lot of really interesting gameplay things because of it. And honestly, I'm excited to play more. I'll tell you all about it. But oh, yeah. um, um, I wanted to play it too because I heard it was good. I heard it was scary. And then Dylan Horner, who's been on the show, he told mm-hmm. me, he goes, yeah, you have to play seven to play eight because eight was like, let's take all the good ideas from seven and then just make it camp. And I was like, I'm on board. I'm, cool. Yes. Cool. Campy. I'm so excited. So Resident Evil. The seventh is what I'm playing right now. That's a good time. Sweet. Billy, would you like to bring in our guest that will not be silenced? She will not be silenced. She's in the chat, leaving her comments. I love this person. Um, uh, genuinely one of the first friends I ever made when I moved to California. Um, please welcome to the show a cosplay personality and costume designer extraordinaire. It's Kate Sofi. Hi. It's me. Hi. Welcome, welcome. I just, Thank I'm you. Just, it's literally mid mid Cruella discussion. The chat popped up that says, I saw a tweet that said the Ursula movie is going to be about her mom getting murdered by a pair of legs. And I swear to God, that's, that's so funny. That's you can't funny. give me a chat option and then not expect me to use it. <laughs> You're like, I will mute my microphone, but I will not be silenced. How exactly. are you? The only, the only oh God, time I'm we really so use good. that chat. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just saying the chat, I only really use it when Billy gets too close to his microphone and he laughs too loud. I'm like, Billy, sit back. <laughs> Instead of saying it. <laughs> oh, again. Uh, oh my but God. this is really the only time the chat has ever been used for actual conversation. And I appreciate it. We should that's, incorporate it more. That's fair. I mean, I like to bring positivity to the chat room uh, instead of just judging Billy, which, you know. Yeah. I, it's I, a I national pastime. I don't, I, don't I don't need a chat room to judge Billy. I can judge Billy loud and clear <laughs> with a microphone. Face. um but i interrupted how are you doing kate i'm doing great i'm uh exhausted from working but i'm doing Mm -hmm. fantastic yes and you did you have to work today i did have to work today i am a tour guide i i I live in i live in new orleans and i I do ghost tours. That ice cream truck is still going. Yeah, I genuinely, you if you guys sure want to live next I, to you, I'm legit convinced they parked out front. If you guys want to make some like <laughs> chat for a bit, I am going to go close the window in real time. Have fun. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. He's really chilling outside. That's yeah. I was just funny. like, it's so funny. Um, no, what I was saying is I'm a, I live in new Orleans and I'm a mm-hmm. tour guide for ghost voodoo, vampire and pirate tours. <gasps> that's so funny. And yeah, so that's what I do. I take people on a two hour tour about ghost voodoo, vampires and pirates and, it's so much fun. Um, it's great because it's so much better. 
Yeah. So they're they're um, parked two buildings down and people are actively yeah. buying ice cream. So good for them. That but makes sense. That was my <laughs> second thought. I was like, maybe they're just doing yeah. business. And that's, you know, yeah. a whole Sorry, thing. Yeah. No, being a tour guide is draining. Trust me, I know from giving. Oh yeah, tours. you would know. You would know absolutely. Well, especially here in New Orleans because we're an open like drinking city. So like everyone mm -hmm. is like a little bit drunk at least at best, yeah. and yeah. like actively wasted at worst. Um, like <laughs> I, I was like I was telling my coworkers like drunk gen x moms are like my bread and butter yeah because <laughs> because i tell a lot of vampire stories and these moms are just so horny for vampires it's like not even funny <laughs> and i'm just like give me give me your tips give me your energy it's mm -hmm. fan it's fantastic no it's fantastic i so. got the the best tips of tour because i gave after dark tours at that studio that i shall not name You've named um, it like I've eight about times. Them before. I have at Paramount when I gave the After Dark tours um, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Let's get specific um, so I can get in trouble. Uh, but that's when I got the best tips because people got champagne with that tour. Mm -hmm. And uh, they also really people let, like the dark shit. I also do, too. I mean, mm -hmm. I was watching before this a YouTube channel where this girl puts on makeup and talks about murder. And it's incredible. A friend of um, mine just sent me that same. I watched her one about um, Lori uh, Vallow, Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow. Horrible case, but unrelated. But I watched her video on that. It was very good. She's very good. She's very good. She does good research. Um, but yeah, After Dark Tours, and I assume, Kate, you have the same experience. People mm -hmm. love dark shit. <laughs> yeah, they really do. And then up. I, yeah, people are like, then like they end my tour and they're like, we want more. Like, what do we do? And I'm like, go to the Museum of Death. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, people just, they come to New Orleans, they want to drink and they want to see some spooky shit. And that's like, yeah, I can provide that for you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's it's Ugh. fun and i get as like a costume person like it's really fun because i get to dress in costume for my tours oh cool. so i dress up all oh, all goth fun. and spooky and i wear like i have like i have 500 different colored contacts that i wear like <laughs> every night i wear a different nice. set of colored contacts and um i wear like yeah really That's gothy fun. like big ass boots and That's yeah cool. it's, it's fantastic Wow. I got khakis, sneakers, oh, no. <laughs> khakis, a black blazer, and uh, Skechers black dress shoes. And don't that, remember, that was my and don't remember a, heavy bag, a heavy bag carrying all your tablets that um, maybe caused the back problems that were mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, that did. The, the walking tour with the cross body bag that carried a water bottle and uh, flashlights and a lot of other heavy things. Maybe was the reason for the back injury, but I will not sue. <laughs> um, don't worry, Paramount. Not coming for your gig. It's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, Kate, um, um, we're happy to have you uh, here on Poptimist. I'm so happy to be here. We like to talk about things in pop culture that uh, uh, maybe weren't so popular when they first came out, but maybe you want to give them a second chance. What have you got for us today? So, okay. So I brought two things and I'm a very predictable yes. person. So I think you guys could probably guess what two things I brought. Um, <laughs> I don't want to write them down um, so and I, see. Okay, so I have a movie or a hobby. A okay, franchise. Okay, a movie franchise both. or a hobby. I I, th I think I want to talk about the hobby, but we could probably blaze through the movie pretty quick just to do a, like a lighter touch. But what are they? Tell me. I think I know. Yeah. Okay, so it's the Frozen franchise. Yes. Yes. Or LARPing. 
I want to talk about LARPing so fucking bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured you would. Yes. I th- Wait, I don't – am I an idiot? I don't know what that is. No, 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 no. You are not. But what? You're not You're not an idiot. You're not an okay. idiot. Okay. No. I'm, it's, I'm it's, Googling. It's like – it's – it's like you reach a certain level of nerdiness. Oh, role playing. Got it. Heard. Okay. When you play D&D, you reach like pinnacle nerd and then you mm-hmm. jump off that cliff and that cliff is LARPing. Like, I had somebody describe LARPing as like the last bastion of nerdiness. Like that is the dorkiest thing that you can do. <laughs> I, and this is, this. I'm saying this as someone who's like a passionate LARPer. Like I'm not, I'm not making fun of anyone here. Like this is like the nerdiest thing that you could possibly do, and it's fantastic. It is like the most fun I've ever had doing anything. I mean, the so. Google images alone, when I typed in just LARPing, looked like a blast. It just looked like a Renaissance fair, but everybody was really into it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a yeah, that's a good way to describe it. But oh wait, actually, I'm looking more into it. That's like battle scenes. This is sick. <laughs> I want to talk about this. This is, looks fun. Yeah. So, okay. So, but you guys were talking about Corella, and the reason why I couldn't mm-hmm. be silenced is because I love Disney. And so I was like, well, if you're going to talk about Disney shit, I have to be involved, even if I haven't yes. seen the movie. I so. also have thoughts on Frozen, so I would love to touch on that for sure. Okay. Specifically Frozen 2. Yes. Uh, Elsa's a lesbian. No one can convince me otherwise. You are um, correct. Frozen 2 is a, a movie about coming into your gayness. Anyway, um, Mm-hmm. What 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 else what else do you want to talk about? I think I just covered the whole movie. <laughs> There's Frozen, knock it out of the park. Um, I just I I know that some people. I think both. I think that Frozen One is an, a very 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 good movie that got overplayed and people got tired of it, and mm-hmm. I think it's a shame mm-hmm. that Absolutely. people overplayed it so much because I was literally talking about this with my boyfriend the other day because I was singing. First time in forever, just like because. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, I know that's from it's from Frozen. I He's like, I really enjoyed Frozen. And then they just played it so much that I we all just were supposed to not like it anymore. But when yeah. I first saw it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah, I remember Billy and I, we went to our aunt's house and we were like, watch, let it go. Watch how good this yes. like, whole sequence is. Yes. And then she, our aunt uh, saw it. And yeah, it's just it's so good. And it got overplayed. It's a shame. But I also. I enjoyed Frozen 2 as well. I know some people didn't think it was as good, um, but I thought it was great. And I like the theory that Elsa dies halfway through <laughs> and that it's just on a, uh, or it's just yeah. like the spirit of Elsa, but, you, but she's actually dead. Straight up murdered Elsa, like straight up in that movie. It was insane. Yeah. Um, Billy, Frozen has a special place in our relationship, and I don't know if you realize this. I remember, I mean, I the first, yeah, go ahead. The, the first night we met, we were doing a closing shift together at the tea shop that shall be not be named. Correct. And well, it can be because it's closed now. It's gone we forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were doing a closing shift together and I was playing let it go on the speaker system because we were closed. And um, I knew we would be best friends forever because you criticized me for hitting the belt too early. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just like, oh, he's this gay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And also, I'm very sorry. That does sound like me. Yeah. So that was uh, the first night we met. And we've been very good friends ever since. Yep. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Every time I sing Let It Go, I think of you, Billy, because I'm like, I can't hit the belt too early because Billy will criticize me. You can't. Gotta wait for Adina. (laughs) That's funny. 
I know I, I, I remember Disney. seeing Frozen in theaters and really liking it. And then it was that same thing. Mm-hmm. And then what, what when they really shot themselves in the foot was when we all wanted to go see Coco and they were like, but first, here's this 20 minute Frozen <laughs> short. And by and by short we mean this 20 minute episode of television you have to watch before Coco. And I I saw Coco with the boyfriend's uh, uh, niece and nephew. So there were like little kids and there were a lot of little kids in the theater. And I just remember about 10 minutes into the Frozen short, all of the adults started looking at each other. Like, what did we, what did you buy tickets for? What did, is this, <laughs> the kids seem okay, but we're like, what's happening? What are we doing? And it's not, it's not even a good short no. too. It's like completely Olaf centric. Also like Olaf gets the shit beat out of him beaten out of him in that movie in that short i don't know if you remember this but like olaf gets attacked by wolves in the short he comes out with like two black eyes and like scratches all over him i'm like does olaf have blood like why why does he have black eyes like so funny like like it's and like who asked for an olaf short everybody wants the princesses those are the people we pay to see like no we want josh gad i just and i I remember too when it came it came out too that like in mexico they like pulled the short after one weekend because complaints were so bad and i was like we should have complained we should have gone to the front (laughs) of that theater and been like tell disney we didn't want that 21 minute olaf's frozen adventure (laughs) um that was wild because we had we had that one short before the fr- the 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 birthday short yes. with Ferrano, which was cute and short and yeah. charming and great, um, and then Frozen Two for me, I did I really liked all the Elsa stuff. I just felt a lot of the other plot felt a little unfinished, and that was a little bit of a mm-hmm. bummer. But the music was great, so I kind of got over it. Graf's I feel like song so good. Yes. <laughs> True, yeah. I feel like Frozen's like biggest flaw is that it's always going to feel a little unfinished mm-hmm. because the writing stat, like the way I don't know what it is about like the way they do their writing for Frozen, but they like they write like three different scripts and then they just mm-hmm. decide to put them together, and that's why yeah. the first movie is such a hot mess because it's like they couldn't <laughs> decide what the movie was about, <laughs> and like I. Well, because yeah, Elsa was the villain for like most of the development, and then they were like, "Well, maybe it'll work better if she's not the villain." Uh, That was, you know, what Uh, else? And this has been long enough. The spoiler can be said, but the Hans twist, even though now we're like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. When that happened in theaters, had no idea. Legitimately got me. Same. I I gasped. Mm -hmm. I was like, the whole time I was like what is she gonna do both of these boys are so good and charming is she going to date both of them like what is what is happening here <laughs> there's not enough time for elsa to fall in love with one of them like who's yeah. who is she gonna pick? yeah when he when he has that turn in the fireplace room it's it, like it was a gut punch good. they really got me with that and i was very proud of them for it it's a good review. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. prince charming is the villain here we go we finally did it 10 years after shrek 2 yeah. but that's okay <laughs> Oh, sure. Um, okay, well, I want to talk about LARPing because I yes. don't really know much about it. Um, okay. So can you tell me, like, I, w- I would like to know your experience with it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, LARPing it stands for live action role play, and it is essentially playing Dungeons and Dragons in real life. Um, that is the way I play it. There are different types of LARPs. Um, there are some people that play that LARP where they're just... Um, they just go to a park and they hit each other with foam swords. 
and there's no there's nice. no plot and that's, there's no that's and there's no cost there's no costumes it's just hitting each other with foam swords uh and then there's like there's parlor <laughs> larps where you like are in like a hotel and like it's kind of like a game of like a murder mystery game and everyone plays a character and like you have to resolve a plot that's a parlor larp what i do is like an action okay. larp where it's kind of a combination of both um where you basically stay in like an enclosed environment for like a boy scout camp or like a like a campsite for two weeks or for like uh two days and you play a character and you're like living in like a renaissance village basically you That's so um, cool. there's like monsters that attack and you have to fight them or there's like plots that need to be resolved and you have money and you trade things with people and yeah it's basically like living dungeons and dragons in real life that's so cool, and yeah. and I can't believe I didn't know this existed. Oh, <laughs> Dagny, it's so and then and then I know you got into this right before you moved, so I didn't get to see a ton of it. I want. How did you get started with the LARP? Um, so it kind of happened on a whim. I was like looking through YouTube channels, and like one of like my recommended videos was from like a LARPer, and I just threw a bunch of shit at myself excuse me uh, <laughs> um yeah so uh yeah i kind of i would like watch this youtube video from this girl who was a larper and she was describing her experiences and i was really into dungeons, dungeons and dragons at the time and i was like oh this sounds mm -hmm. sick because like the thing that bothers me most about dungeons and dragons is like sitting around and waiting for my turn like mm. it, that's the the, mo yes. the most boring part of Dungeons and Dragons to me. So I was really into the idea of like being in character for like 48 hours and like constantly having something to do. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, so then I looked up like local LARPs in California where I was living and I participated in a, a, a local game for about a year before I moved. And I'm still part of that game. I plan on flying to them after covid is over like i have plane tickets for them already and stuff That's so but cool. um yeah so the game that i play takes place in like a, a permanent renaissance village so it's like really uh, immersive because it yeah looks and feels like a real village and there's people who play merchant characters there's people who play pirates there's people who play like i play a viking like um so it's it's Hell really yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> Where's this village at, if you don't mind me asking? Because I know it's not crazy far from us. It's in Corona, California? Yeah, on the other side of the hills. Actually, if you watch um, the Jeff Goldblum show on Disney+, Plus, uh, he has an episode on gaming, and um, he talks about, he actually goes to my LARP. Um, yeah, because you met, or not met, but you did LARPed with Jeff Goldblum. I LARPed with Jeff Goldblum <gasps> the day that they filmed that, yeah. That's so he, cool. He, and he was just as weird as everyone expects him to be. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That makes sense. I watched the... He flirted with absolutely everyone. Absolutely and, yeah. everyone. I watched the first <laughs> yeah, three yeah, episodes was... of his Disney Plus show, and it was really good. I should go back. He did um he did one on ice cream that was really cool because he went to... He met the guy who started... Salt and Straw, Yeah, the right? guy who started Salt and Straw, which if you haven't been to LA, Salt and Straw is the weirdest ice cream shop I've ever been to, and I love it. They're, I think they're out of Portland. There's one at... 
There's one at downtown Disney. Ooh, too. like so. The last time I went to Salt and Straw, Ooh, I got um uh, uh like a a goat cheese and no, I had a blue cheese and pear ice cream, and it was delicious. They make weird mm-hmm. stuff. And literally in the episode, Jeff Goldblum goes into the forest with this CEO, and they like find plants to make into ice cream. It's so weird, but I did want to taste it when they were done. I guess going just in general with LARPing. So you've had. Do you have? Do you do it in New Orleans now as well, or is, is it um, just, you have the so there here? isn't a lot in New Orleans? So I'm kind of traveling to all of my games. So I have a game in Florida that I travel to, and a game in Texas that I travel to. Where in Texas? Uh, so I'm kind of I have to ask yeah. in right outside right outside Austin. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. I don't know the exact name of the city because I haven't actually gone there yet because of COVID. But I've been playing their online games. Um, and that one that I'm playing is like a, it's not medieval fantasy. It's uh post-apocalyptic. Nice. So, yeah. So that one I play um, like a, somebody who's from like the fall of Las Vegas. And so she's like very like flashy and colorful <laughs> and like, but also like kind of nasty and dirty. And like, she's like a drug dealer, basically. That's her <laughs> character. That. <laughs> like, sh- like that character, I don't do any combat in. I just do like merchant stuff nice. well like yeah so yeah. how how would you go about like yeah. building your character like how did that come about yeah because I, I think it's cool that there's like a specific character per game it's not like you come in and like respawn or like oh this week i'm gonna be jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> okay. it, i mean it's it's kind of the same as like your D characters and i know you guys did an episode on on tabletop role-play mm-hmm. games but um we uh i basically like every game has like a different set of rules and a different set of like creatures that you can play or like races that you can play. So what I usually do is like come in with a concept. So like if I'm doing post-apocalyptic, then I I would be like, okay, I want to play like a post-apocalyptic merchant. So with that in mind, I would read through the rule book and find like what type of race or character type that I can play with that in mind. Um, with the medieval fantasy, because I'm really into Vikings, I was like, I'm definitely going to play a Viking. Yeah. And and went for the Viking race as part of that decision. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, it was like, okay, from there, you have to ch- decide, like, how much do I want to fight? Because there can be a lot of combat at these games. Um, it's, it is a sport, like, and it's a really intense sport. Like, if you hmm. decide that you want to do combat, like, and that's all you want to do, you can be fighting for you know 14 hours and it's <laughs> it's really intense and it's, i mean it's sword fighting like with i mean they're foam weapons but they're still pretty heavy and yeah you know so Jeez. yeah it is it can be a sport if you choose yeah. it to be so like with my viking character i technically play a shield maiden like i have a shield and i have a sword but mm-hmm. i don't actually fight that much i just kind of pretend to be a fighter um <laughs> So I, I I dress up like a fighter, but every time a fight happens, I kind of just run away <laughs> because I do, because because I'm not physically fit enough to do that much fighting. Wow, that's so cool. wow. that's really yeah. cool. I, that was my question. I was like, how do you go about like is it actual fighting? I assumed it wasn't mm-hmm. like people actually getting injured. They, so uh, what they severely, do is they but... they run at each other from across a field, and right when they get close, they stop and they roll a twenty sided die. <laughs> That's what I was. I was like, is it still? Is there like dice involved or? Um... Uh, yeah. I mean, there are sometimes like if 
if there's like a they're called modules those are the um different scenarios different scenes yeah. that the staff run for you they're called modules and if there's a module that you're running that just cannot possibly be done in person like let's say your character needs to get on a pirate ship and go out to sea then they would take yeah. you <laughs> backstage basically and you would run a tabletop module um and you would roll dice for cool. that but that happens very rarely oh, most cool. stuff happens in in person oh that's so cool and so just because i'm trying to understand the whole thing um so when you go what's the longest amount of time you've spent um in this like in one sitting not sitting but like one trip the longest um, time so most games start at on friday night around 8 p.m and they'll go mm -hmm. to sunday around noon cool Very so like cool. a like a convention and you, and <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah except you're in character even at night so like especially because i Knows camp next question. in character so like there's the option to camp out of character where you sleep like in a cabin or like a like a modern looking tent yeah um but i build in character camps out of like wood and and canvas that look like viking a-frame tents that's so cool and i bring that holy God. i bring that to camp so I, I'm always in game, basically. So if something happens in the middle of the night, like monsters can come into my tent and attack me. Basically, I've given them permission as being in as being like an in character camp. I'm basically giving the game masters per permission to come at me at any time. So I'm sleeping in character. It's awesome. I like that's so I have, cool. I have, I have in character pajamas. Like <laughs> I sleep with a sword next to my bed. Like that's awesome. That's that's <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Just dagger oh, under the so pillow. Cool. Dagger on my leg. Shotgun <laughs> yeah. under the wall. Literally. Just because who needs time period? <laughs> um. Now, so outside of that, like you said, monsters can like attack you at night. Are there people dressed up as these monsters? Yeah. So every game, most games, you require you to do a four-hour NPC shift, a non-player character shift, and okay. you have to you choose basically what time you play that. But those shifts can happen at any point so you know you can do 8 a.m to noon or you can do like 12 p.m to 4 a.m um, got it okay so and during your npc shift you play monsters mostly but you can also play merchants you can play villagers you can play all sorts of different things like at one point somebody played a, a water breathing okay. pig i think in my last game they were just like, <laughs> the one guy was a farmer, and he's like, "I'm a farmer, and this is my pig, and he's very special because he can breathe under the water." <laughs> it was just like a whole, it was like a whole thing. That's so, good. <laughs> so somebody had to play the pig, basically. Um, that's it's so very, funny. it's very much that's like really, improvisational have, yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. It just very immersive theater, but you are the actors, which is and it. I, Sorry, my mind is kind of blown. I had never, I didn't even know this existed, and it sounds really cool. It, it is <laughs> because what's cool I about agree, it. Oh, but, no, I was going to say I agree that like the most boring part of D and D, and the reason I think that I've never, I've only done one full campaign before, it's because I, I get bored with the waiting for my turn, and then by the time it is my turn, I'm like, well, I can't do what I wanted to do because someone has messed it up, but like in the round. Mm -hmm. So this seems like a lot of fun because you don't have to do that uh sitting and waiting while you eat like Cheez-Its um <laughs> for so whoever to finish up yeah sorry I don't know where I was going with that but just I yeah think it, I this is just really cool 
Yeah, I think like the magical thing about LARP to me is that like it it is like an improvisational like theater experience where but like there's no audience like we're all doing it for ourselves so you're kind of in this self-contained bubble where we're just all collectively telling this amazing story and -hmm. at the end of it like everyone goes out of character and then like we all go to denny's and we just talk about like (laughs) the the stories that we were able to tell it together over the weekend and i just think that that's just like so magical you know like that we were able to accomplish that and and do it for each other without any audience like you know it's not like anyone's filming it or recording it in any way it's just we just do it for us and it's i don't know it's really fun (laughs) no that's great that was a really dorky thing to say but i really like it no it's no it's i mean not only is it like fun like it's fun for you it's a great way to meet people like like like-minded people and make friends because it can be hard to make friends outside of like when you're an adult (laughs) unless you have a job or going to school or just somewhere consecutively or consistently it's hard to like make friends and that sounds like an incredible way to get to know people especially people that are interested in the same kind of thing you are yeah. i think it's a great i think it's awesome yeah it is it's it's really like the most fun thing i've ever done honestly <laughs> i i wanted to ask um because i think the first time because I'm just the right age. The first time I ever knew what LARPing was, it was thanks to the now viral infamous lightning bolt video. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, <gasps> never mind. Okay, cool. So, um, lightning bolt? yeah, it's basically someone filmed some LARPers, but uh, uh, one guy was playing like a magician and they're just in the woods yeah. and he, or a wizard, and he like reaches into a bag and he starts casting spells, but he's just got little like pebbles and he's shouting lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt as he sh- <laughs> throws pebbles at people. And it's amazing because he's like so into it, but it's just, I mean, no one else is really talking. Like, like there's like seven other people in the video that are all like LARPing <laughs> and no one's like, get down. No one's making any comments. They're just like hiding behind trees as this one man goes lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Lightning bolt, <laughs> lightning bolt, and I love him. Well, you hadn't seen it, so yeah. I can't. I guess the transition I was going to ask is: is that was kind of like when LARP almost went mainstream, and then there was a lot of like tongue-in-cheek mocking of it. But I felt that since then, LARP has gotten more and more popular, and you've seen more and more people doing it. Have you noticed a, a growth in it? Just even in like the last five years? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, so. The, the thing that most people reference when I talk about LARP is the movie Grown Ups. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I know I haven't, but I know what you're talking about, about the scene. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but there's apparently a LARP scene in the movie. Um, and people are always like, oh, like Grown Ups? And I'm like, I don't think so. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I assume if, not. If, I assume not. Um, but yeah, the um, especially in Southern California, I feel like the... LARP scene is very popular and it is very quickly growing. I mean, the game that I play in California averages like 300 players mm-hmm. per game. That's, oh my God. It's insane. It's insane because here in the South, like we're lucky if we get like 50 players per game. Yeah. So, and that's and like 50 players. That's a big game for the South. So to have like 300 and that be the norm in California, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have done it because like they, they are actors and they're improv Mm -hmm. actors in particular, and they want the opportunity to like really test their stuff. Um, And to, to test, you know, to have the opportunity to to, like really challenge themselves to be 
in a character's head for that long and yeah. to to live their life as they would you know eating sleeping drinking fighting surviving you go out there and just they're like oh yeah uh, this is daniel day lewis he's been here for two months we can't get him to leave he's just like really in character <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, most of the most of the people that I LARP with in California are some sort of Hollywood adjacent people. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. It is kind of like a like a um, not acting class, but definitely a way to like test your improv skills to yeah. stay in character that long. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I mean, cool. I'm, I they're and most of the people I LARP with are freaking fantastic. Like just yeah incredible actors who they stick with an accent the whole weekend and they've got incredible costuming <laughs> and they're just you know they're playing these characters that are so different than themselves yeah. now i i do have one, one more question because you said it can be like up to 300 people and then you said there's also like ma game masters for this uh -huh. so how do they structure how do they keep everybody involved in one consecutive story or are you kind of like living your own stories? so yeah i mean the way it works is like we we all come together for a meeting before the game starts where they gave basically give us a primer of like what's happened in town since our last meeting so like okay. like for example the game that i play in california we've been um, playing online games since COVID happened. And so the way that they've been yeah. describing, the way that we've been getting around what happened in COVID is a magical mist has has come over the town. We're basically trapped in a bubble. We can't get through the mist. Nobody can get in, nobody can get out. We're basically trapped. Time is weird in the bubble. We have no idea how fast time is moving or how slow time is moving outside of the mist. So mm -hmm. basically when game gets back, the game masters can be like, the mist has parted and time was slow we're actually right back where we started a year ago mm. nice okay, um smart. so they'll then they'll be like uh, there will be announcements that will say like this war between these two countries has happened and you know it's progressed this far and we're expecting to see these people at the town hall meeting tomorrow at this time and then everyone goes off into the game and then the the Game masters will send out NPCs that are like face NPCs that are basically the people that are relevant to major plot points. So like okay. when Jeff Goldblum came to town, he played like a major politician. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for our game, he was uh, he played like a lord, and uh, <laughs> he he like stood up on like our in our like battle mitts. And he like gave a big speech about being heroic in the face of this war that we were fi fighting and like this whole thing. And so like, that was part of our major plot, so but there's also like minor plots going on where that everyone's playing with too. Okay. So that all happens with staff sending out NPCs. Okay. That's what I was going to, so they, they have people essentially to navigate the story and make it kind of yeah. keep moving. And okay. That makes sense. That's a, yeah. So it's, it's basically staff's job to send out characters that will move the story along. Cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like an entire free for all, but that's very cool that they have it. I mean, that's the same thing with D and D, where the game master kind of, or the the dungeon master. No. Yeah, dungeon master. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it didn't sound right. Um, <laughs> but they have to like pre-plan for things, so that makes total sense. Um, mm -hmm. It. Yeah. Wow. That's so. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> honestly. But a lot of it, a lot of it is the uh, character driven too. Like uh, some of the most fun I've had at games were 
playing things that were completely run by players and not by staff at all. Yeah, like, totally. Like our players, um, I, I play an ambassador to my people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the players organize ambassador meetings every game where all the politicians come together and we talk about political stuff. And yeah. that's completely run by players. That's not touched by staff at all. Oh, cool. So cool. like those conversations and that plot, it, it all happens organically just because we organize ourselves and we get together. That's so fun. Dagny, oh, yeah. when do you want to go LARPing? And, and, I mean, hey, we, I'm down. We get back in September. You guys should come. September? I've got September? room in my back. Yeah, in September we get back. Dagny. I mean, Dagny, I might. It LARPing. sounds really cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've got... I've got room in my tent. Well, and you actually, and this is how crazy oh. the small world is, but um, um, you actually met a friend of mine through LARPing. She also has a podcast, but that's Elizabeth, who you know her, Dagny, went to college mm-hmm. with her. I think but, so. But uh, uh, it yes. was entirely yes. because I knew you two had never met, and I was on either Twitter or Facebook, and both of you were talking about LARPing with Jeff Goldblum at the same time. And I was like, what is happening? And then you <laughs> yeah. guys both connected, and that was very cool um, um, that you were yeah. out there at the same time. We were actually on the same... We were actually on the same NPC shift. Oh, no way. Um, That's so fun. Yeah, so we had talked. We just didn't know that we had a mutual friend in you. So when you connected us, we were like, oh, like, we met each other. That's so funny. So, yeah. <laughs> and and she, her character is actually one of my character's good friends in game. So we're actually very close in game. <sighs> That's sweet. Oh, that's so cool. What a small world. Yeah, honestly, what a small world. But also, this is like the nerdiest shit ever, and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it is. I I had no idea it existed. I mean, I guess I did. I just didn't know there was really a name for it because I I knew that there was like I knew that this like live action role playing, but I guess I just didn't put the acronym <laughs> in my brain. LARP. Of it's LARPing. a verb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can. Damn, this is really cool. A, it's really, a really fun. Specific <laughs> LARP, like just like you know what I want to be. I want to be like the sixth Ghostbuster. And like maybe get some other people together when you do like a Ghostbusters LARP. I'm just kidding. I don't want to do a Ghostbusters Actually, LARP. I'm not a heterosexual man. Okay. I'm just saying if you did want to be a Ghostbuster, the post-apocalyptic LARP I play, Dystopia Rising, they have a religion called TVs where they worship um, major characters from TV and film from the olden days, which are our current days. <laughs> so you absolutely could play the sixth Ghostbuster if you wanted to. I love that. That's so good. I love that. Wow. Well, Kate, this has been fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. It's been uh, so much fun. This is so cool. And I, I'm so glad you talked about this because I know you do this. And I know you also have a very active cosplay life um, online as well. Mm-hmm. And this is something we haven't really touched at all on the show. So this is this has been very fantastic. Yeah, we never talked about, obvi- obviously, I don't know. it. <laughs> <laughs> We've never talked about LARPing. Um, and it's nice that we have touched on role playing games with Anthony's episode just a couple yeah, before this, just, that, just yeah. like two episodes mm-hmm. prior. Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a series of this makes sense that this is what we would talk about. It's very cool. Yeah, I would definitely recommend like if people are listening to this, I would recommend listening to the tabletop RPG episode first yeah. because I think a lot of LARPing requires understanding how. TTRPGs work. So this this is episode <laughs> yeah. twenty seven. That's episode twenty five. Just go back a few episodes. Um, yeah. uh, I can't believe I forgot. It's the terminal velocity of snakes with Anthony Boyajian. Is that episode? We talk about tabletop RPGs, yeah. and that's a good segue into into live action RPGs. So cool. 
this is probably is this the first like hobby we've ever talked I, about pretty close so. this is definitely the one where where the two Other of us have had the most questions which reading. i love yeah it's like tell <laughs> yeah. us teach us uh, yeah <laughs> the only other thing I, john brought in his experimental literature back in the day that feels like a really long time it's ago we six, recorded six that months episode, we've but... done Poptimus for six months straight Dagny. how cool is that Hell yeah, Yay. look at us wow. go. Not missing a single weekend, except for when I scheduled people wrong and it was your special <laughs> birthday episode because I didn't schedule anybody to be a guest. That's but, still hilarious. Um, yeah, that's okay. It worked out. You got to talk about whatever you wanted. It's for a like bananas. So check out to that episode fair, too. <laughs> I was I was available on your birthday. I was just told it's Billy's birthday. We're not having anyone on. Okay. We're not recording. Okay, so, so what happened was... <laughs> Dagny thought she had a guest for that Sunday. It was actually the next Sunday. The day before. Um, um, and then you were already scheduled for that Monday because Dagny messaged me and was like, oh, hey, Kate's available on Monday at 6 p.m. Uh, do you want to record then? Uh, literally that same day, I had confirmed with Dagny my birthday dinner reservations for 6 p.m. <laughs> so she was like, you want to talk with Kate? And I was like, Dagny, I think Hi. you're busy. And she was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> It was a hectic week for me. I got days mixed up. I know when your birthday is. And it actually Dagny, you think think that's bad. This last Thursday, I hosted a comedy show. And for the first 10 minutes of the show, I said, thank you all for coming out on a Sunday. It's so cool that you're here on a Sunday. And literally an audience member was like, hey, man, you know, it's Thursday, right? And I was like, I don't know where I am. (laughs) I like hosted a show like I was all I was it was horror I mean it was funny thank god but I literally I was like are you serious like I had no idea what I was doing wow that's, that's okay I was funny. giving a I was giving a tour yesterday and instead of saying New Orleans I said New Zealand <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it's that you, you you one day you'll be doing a hobbit tour and you're just like and this is where Elijah Wood stayed and it's it's Anne Rice's house um oh, have you met man. Anne Rice? Everyone here there oh. knows her. Okay. She doesn't live in New Orleans anymore. She lives in California. Of course oh. she does. When we were kids, my my we stopped in New Orleans and we drove by Anne Rice's house just so my mom could be like, that's Anne Rice's house. And we were like, oh, that's so cool. And then I was like, Mom, can I read those vampire books? And she said, no, they'll scare the hell out of you. <laughs> and then years later, I finally read those vampire books and I went to my mom and I was like, you told me they would scare the hell out of me. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, you just lied because you didn't want to know that they were just sexy, sexy vampire times. And she was like, exactly. (laughs) She told me they were scary novels. And then I read them and I was like, oh, it's just that Lestat's hot as hell all the time. I get it. And he's, he's based on a real life vampire. Is he really? Yeah. His name was Jacques St. Germain. He lived here in 1901. I could tell you the whole story. You know what? Go for it. We've got 30 (laughs) seconds or however long. I don't care. Do it. Do it. Billy, you think tour guide spiels are 30 That's seconds? True. Come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> they can't I'll Google it. I'll Google it and I'll have you text me later. Yeah, absolutely. Was he a oh, blonde man. rock star as right. well with rock hard abs? I don't know what I'm talking about. He was. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Kate, we've reached the end of the program. And at this point in the show, we like to have our guests. We play a game with our guest called What a Pitch. And What a Pitch is where our guest asks us to pitch them a project based on an object and a genre of their choosing. I go first this time. So we're going to kick Dagny off. Yes. Um, I'll, okay. I'm muting myself. Um, so she can no longer hear us. I'll wave frantically when it's time for her to come back on screen. But whenever you're ready to go, let's go. Okay. All right. Dagny's muted. Dagny. Dagny. All right. Okay, cool. Um, 
Cool. Uh, I want to hear a pitch for a movie musical about Civil War reenactors. <laughs> okay. So my boyfriend recently um, directed Spring Awakening by Duncan Sheik. He also did the American Psycho musical, which is criminally underrated. So he's going to write it just because I like the music. And uh, Matt Smith was an American Psycho in the West End. You should have checked it out if you live there, but no one does. Um, um, and basically it's going to be controversial because these people love the Civil War more than they love history. So you have all of these people who love to play the Confederate side, but the conflict is um, they're getting me tooed or not me tooed. That's terrible. They're getting canceled because of racism. And they're like, no, but they, they care about the history. So they're trying to like keep the dream alive, even though they're all from Vermont. This takes place in Vermont. Cause I think it's funny if you have a bunch of people from Vermont playing Confederate <laughs> soldiers, ah, that's time. But Duncan Sheik presents, uh, 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 and it's going to be like in the style of West side story. Okay, cool. Dagny, okay. come on back. That was Great. wild. Dagny, come on back. <laughs> there was lots of hand waving. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Um, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Awesome. Um, I want to hear a pitch for a movie musical about Civil War reenactors. About Civil War reenactors. Okay, so my boy, really quick, my boyfriend just told me about, he's working on a story about the first battle of the Civil War. Apparently people went to go watch and it was like a yes. picnic. Um, so I want it to take place. I want it to be that reenactment, but I want it to, the main characters to be all of the rich people that went to go watch the reenactment. Um, no, to watch the battle. So imagine like Sunday in the Park with George, very fun, whimsical, like <laughs> colorful pastel <laughs> gowns. People are sitting on the lawn and they're like ready to watch this battle go down. Um, and it's all just about their high class society and how kind of twisted it is that they're enjoying watching these people fight to the death. Um, and I think that was about I mean, Yeah, seconds. sure. I yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So it's just it's the first battle that they because I didn't even know that was a true story. Oh, yeah. My boyfriend told me. Cool. That they came to w enjoy the battle. Let's go see the. <laughs> let's go see the fight, Gerald. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I uh, I like. Oh, and that you said movie you... musical, didn't you? I did. So make movie. it a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She's like, easy. I should be a producer. I'll get producer credit. I said, make it a movie. Give me thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, I like that you both started your speech with. So my boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We, did we really both? did. Yeah, you did. Wow. Yeah, you did. We are our own humans. Wow, I you're both so in love. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah. Do I have to pick a winner? Is you that do. How this works? You do. Oh, okay. Um, only because I love Sunday in the Park with George, I will have to pick Dagny. I felt it. I liked mine, but yes. I, 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 yes, ag yes, I agree. Yes, that was yes. good. I liked the. I liked the different angle. <laughs> Thank God. Billy, I think I'm beating you at this point. And I, 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 this is why I, I haven't never thought this day count. would come. Because <laughs> last time I counted, I was ahead by like seven points. Yeah, and you knew you were it's, winning. It's been like 15 episodes since then, and I'm convinced you're ahead of me, and I just won't go back. I'm very count. proud. I really was not confident in this game when we first started this show. And well, you, you know what? It, and I've, I've talked it about it. And... I've talked about it before. It turned around when you gave my favorite what a pitch that we've ever had, which mm -hmm. was when Dylan said, "It's it's." Um, Oh my God, what's his name? It's Bradley Cooper playing oh, the, his character from A Star is Born, born yeah. but it's a heist film with Whoopi Goldberg. And yeah. I just pitched a separate movie, but you pitched that it's happening simultaneously along with A Star is Born. <laughs> and when he pees his pants on stage, that's a distraction for Whoopi Goldberg to rob the Grammys, which yeah. is genius. And I still think about it every day. <laughs> it should be a movie that's made. I'll watch it. Oh. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming yeah. to do Poptimist with us today. 
Thank um, you. Before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm on all the social media as Kate Like Serial, and um, <laughs> I'm not active on social media right now because COVID happened and I haven't been able to do anything, but uh, follow me and hope for the best. I don't know. Well, your um, TikTok is incredible. Oh, yeah, I do do TikTok. Um, my Instagram is is a, a graveyard right now, but my TikTok, yes, I do cosplay <laughs> on TikTok and it's embarrassing. So please follow me there. It's I embarrassing, no, but I also no so reach. impressive. I have yeah. zero reach on TikTok, so i love it i i feel like yeah. tiktok is just like a like a dark mansion and then you accidentally stumble onto like a hundred thousand views and you're like mm-hmm. i did it and then like on two months go by and you've never had another and you're like well how did i do it that one time and then maybe you do it again <laughs> on accident and you never really know the secret um mm-hmm. yeah. what an insane social media platform <laughs> the algorithm nobody has been able to crack how to work the algorithm it's wild uh, people, have, people have tried and failed to yeah. decide how how to go viral on tiktok there's just no rhyme or reason to it yeah it's bananas i love it though i get sucked into hours of tiktok kate like cereal kate sofi follow them on all the socials it's amazing um i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap up again by saying um buy your tickets to billy's big night out it's my first <laughs> live stand-up show back and i'm gonna be an asshole about it Um, Tickets are available on my Instagram or on Eventbrite or on the Comedy Chateau website. If you are in North Hollywood tomorrow night, come out and see Billy's Big Night Out. It's going to be the gayest show you've seen in all of 2021. I swear. Should I do an outro? Yeah, we can do the outro now. I feel good about myself. I feel like I've talked about about me enough today. So we can end the show. Is that what you want to hear from me, Dagny? Is that what you want? Just like a stone cold confession? Everybody, in case you didn't know... Get tickets for Billy's show. It's called Billy's Big Night Out. It's happening tomorrow night. If you're listening to this after, still buy tickets. You got to still support him. He's going to keep plugging the show forever, even, after even, though it's it's, even though it's like over. He's like, just be like, I did it. I did a comedy show. If you missed it, you missed it. And then you can reenact it all for us. Anyway, go support my brother because I'm actually not going to be able to be there and I feel really, really bad. So go you watch the show. You feel terrible. Um, I know, I know. Okay, and this has been Poptimist. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want to email us, uh, our email is poptimistpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on the Instagram to keep updated on new events with Poptimist, all things in that regard, as far as our li- live shows that will begin at some point. I was on, I had a rhythm and then I was lost. Um, our Instagram, follow it. <laughs> it's also Poptimist Pod. And other than that, I think it's time to say goodbye. Say goodbye. 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 Goodbye.